Make the search engine embarrassed that your site isn't ranking for your target terms with Barry Schwartz from Rossi Brig. Brought to you by Majestic, I'm David Bain and this is SEO in 2022. Barry, what's your number one SEO tip for 2022? Yeah, so I guess it's my number one SEO tip for 2022 and beyond. I think it's the, if you can make something that a search engine representative that writes the algorithm or part of the algorithm team um, notices that this website should be ranking for X, Y, and Z in, in Google or whatever search engine they're managing, um, and they see it's not ranking for that term and they're embarrassed by it, I think that's the goal. That's the, that's the number one goal for any SEO or any site owner is to make a website where Google or other search engines would be embarrassed not to rank it for the relevant keyword. So what would make a Google engineer embarrassed that your site isn't ranking number one for relevant terms? Is it um, typical um, SEO on on-site SEO content um, relevance? No, it's not even thinking about SEO. It's You could build a website any way you want, something that you think your users would find really, really valuable. Um, and Google is going to or search engines are going to want to go ahead and just rank it, even if it's like, you know, back in the old days, a flash website that couldn't be indexed. Um, I don't think you should really think about, you know, these are fundamentals when you build your website and you build your business. You should be thinking about what am I marketing or selling or putting up on my web, on my domain name that is useful for the user that wants to read it and more useful than any of my competitors. Um, it's kind of thinking like the way like Apple releases their products. They put it in really, see all behind me, all these boxes, they put it in really, really nice boxes because it represents something that is really, really valuable to the company and the brand. And you want to go ahead and make sure to package your website and your content, whatever you're doing in a way that represents the highest level of quality um, possible for that, whatever that website is. Okay, so are you saying that um, in the future, perhaps keywords, perhaps standard optimization of um, things like titles or headings actually won't be that important and it's all about thinking about the user? And again, if you look at the progression that Google has been making with Mum and RankBrain and BERT and AWE and Passage Ranking and all these different types of um, algorithms and AI and machine learning they've been deploying is about trying to find content that isn't optimized, that SEOs aren't, you know, having their hands on and trying to like, you know, kind of convince Google that this is the best type of content because Google wants to find truly what the best type of content is. And not every website that's published every single day is thinking about SEO or even know about um, search engines. They just want to produce the best type of information for the users. And that's why Google's and other search engines are building all this technology to kind of find that type of content, even if it isn't optimized. Got you. Okay. So you say to stay ahead of the competition, does that mean that you still do competitor analysis and benchmarking about how you're doing and what you're doing versus the competition? I mean, yeah, you should definitely look at your competitors. I don't think you should be bogged down on what they are doing in an obsessed way, like a daily basis or even a monthly basis. You know, when I build products, I think about the user. I just want to make sure I don't want my what my competitors are doing to think to kind of say, oh, they're doing it this way, so I need to do it that way also. It's not always the case. You need to kind of think outside the box, think differently, as Apple would say, or whatever it might be, and kind of come up with a new solution in terms of how you could actually help your customers. I've built many software applications, many apps, many different things over the years. And of course, we look at our competitors in terms of you know what their customers are and what they're looking for, um, but really not to kind of replicate what they're doing in any way. It's more about finding a new approach to what they're doing. So you say think of the user. How do you go about defining who the user is? Do you do 
online research? Do you do some kind of focus group? Do you do identifying of uh, personas? How do you actually build your site for the user? So the way I've been approaching it, and not every business does this, is usually the best businesses, the best products that come out are solving a need for the founder of the company. Mm -hmm. So if I need something and I don't have it, or I know there's tools out there that do it this way, but I really hate the way they do it, if I could build something for me that I think is really, really great and then build it for other, and then other people would want it, that's the, how the best products are built. Um, building a solution that you find there's some type of gap that you could fill and thinking about it in terms of maybe if I'm the user, I want it this way. And I don't think you need to do much market research. I think you just have to have, to have, a, have a passion for it. I know uh, there's books and stuff about different companies being built based off of that. Stripe was one example of a company um, a square, maybe square was a company that was built based off of that. Um, a lot of companies were built based off of that. It's like, I need a credit card machine that I can carry around with me that I can plug into my phone and swipe it. Like, simple concepts, but things like that. So it sounds like you're almost actually advising SEOs to stay one step ahead of Google in terms of what Google is using to rank now versus what it's using to rank results in the future. Is that right? Yeah. I think you won't lose if you're just thinking about where Google wants to be in the future. If you think about, you know, Google, wants this type of content to rank, um, I think no matter what you do, you'll probably be one step ahead of the game, no matter what. And we made the title about search engines rather than Google. Um, do you think that um, the same will be true for other search engines out there? I, I think so. I mean, I think that's the goal for anything is to rank the most relevant search result that's the most helpful for the user to the user that they're trying to rank. So Google, want, Google and search engines all want to send you to the best type of search result um, the best website for that query so that they, so that the user who's searching on their search engine wants to come back and do another query in the future when they have another query to make. So what about measuring the value of doing this then? Because it's, it's, it's quite hard to, I guess, def define why you're doing something. And um, if you're spending a lot of time and effort doing this and your, your team are as well, to actually define the f financial value of doing this if you're not maybe looking at more traditional SEO metrics. Well, you can still look at those metrics. I mean, again, it takes a while to build that up if you're doing something new and out of the box. But it all it all does and all will lead to traffic to your website, engagement on your website, um, and hopefully revenue goals or whatever goals you want to set. Maybe it's a form being completed. Maybe it's a download of a white paper. All those things are still accessible and still trackable via Google Analytics or any analytics tool. And of course, any of the SEO metrics are still related to that. Uh, is your website ranking higher because of taking that approach? Are you getting more traffic from search? Are you getting more links and so forth? Because you're building it in a different way that other people are doing. Um, so I think all those metrics still come into play when it comes to measuring that. Although I think you don't, I think the best sites don't necessarily worry about measuring that, if that makes sense. Like, I don't think they care. I think they just really are, are passionate about building something that they think is very valuable to the users in a way that people haven't been thinking about it before. And it's easier said than done, of course, but that's the way to approach it, I think. So for the last 15 years or so, we've seen blog posts saying SEO is dead. Are, are we actually heading towards that at some point now? No, I don't think SEO is dead. I, still, I mean, you still need to do the basics at some level. I mean, you, I mean, you can't launch a WordPress website about whatever solution that you've come up with and use the home title tag homepage. I mean, you can. I mean, Google's seen that and you see with the recent title changes mm. Google made um, over the past month or so. I'm not sure when this is being released, um, but... Google made some changes to how they handle title tags and titles in the search results because they see a lot of people are not implementing titles the proper way or in their mind. So if you use homepage or keywords wrong uh, in, in, in a way that doesn't describe the actual page of the content, Google's going to try to use maybe 
other methods, maybe the header of the page or maybe anchor text or maybe, you know, how people are linking to their website to come up with a new title for your result. So yeah, Google's trying to do that. Um, but you don't want to give Google miss, mix uh, signals. You don't want to have anchor text saying my website's about blue widgets and then have the title set, uh, tag say it's about red widgets. That just doesn't help. So, so how do you implement this advice in a larger organization? So, I mean, it's fine if you're maybe the founder or you're working in a small company just to, to, to follow your passion or follow what you think is missing in the marketplace. But if you're in a larger organization, maybe if you've got several hundred people within a marketing team, do you formally have to sit in with um, UX designers, with, 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 with other elements of the marketing team, content marketers, and actually decide, uh, decide an approach together? I would think so. I mean, everybody you, as it depends on who you are. So if you're a founder, you have the vision, you have the idea. Um, if you want to then hire people who are really, really creative um, that are able to do things that you're not able to do. So you want to hire the best UX person that maybe thinks outside the box better than you do in terms of how your vision could be you know, put onto a web page or illustrated and laid out. You want to hire the best programmers that might have a unique way of maybe using, I don't know, a new technology like Angular JS or something like that to kind of have make the experience uh, of the UI much more fluid and, and user-friendly. And of course, you want to hire an SEO that's able to implement that in a way that's search engine-friendly, not just for Google, because Google's really, really good at getting to that stuff, um, whereas maybe some other search engines are kind of maybe more out of date in terms of indexing certain types of content. So you want to hire people that really are able to implement stuff and produce your vision um, in a way that you know really illustrates that vision. I mean, you see it all the time with you know Job, Steve Jobs. He wasn't able to mm. like build a computer. He had you know his, his worker. You know he had uh, Johnny Ivy and um, different people who are, who were actually able to uh, make his vision come to reality. And he had a whole team behind him to make that possible. Only there was you know. Uh, spout his vision and yell a lot. So yeah, I mean, that's, that's the approach to take. So how does an SEO agency articulate the value of doing this to their clients? So if their clients are just used to focusing on traditional SEO metrics. So the, the traditional SEO metrics, although they are um, not like paid search metrics where it's real time, like you see it right away, it is somewhat short term, like three to six months of SEO, you'll see the results then. This approach is more of a much longer term approach, like a year or so, and it's hard. It's it's hard to say, you know, to, to say this is the way we should go when all my competitors are doing X and they're doing really well. Why should I be doing Y? And the answer is because eventually Y is going to be the thing that actually gets you more traffic. It's a bigger risk and it might not work, but those who take risks have the, usually have the biggest reward um, and so forth. So any larger business could actually handle this, meaning they could create. They have budgets and rev and resources to make take the bigger risks, um, but the smaller businesses are also much more um, have much more flexibility to make these things happen um, than maybe larger businesses. So it's it's a it's basically understanding who you're working with and making that pitch for them directly. And how do you approach this in a training format? So if you've got a group of marketers, perhaps not very technical marketers in front of you, and you need to explain to them the value of doing SEO now and how SEO is changing and um, what it's going to look like in the future, um, how will you articulate that to them? So, I mean, if you're, you're, you're addressing this to a group of marketers, this is great. I mean, marketers probably would eat this up. Like, let's not worry about title tags or technical SEO or, you know, you know, boring stuff that might they might not really care about and just say, marketers, have at it. What do you think we could build that is unique, out of the box, without you worrying about SEO? What do you think our users are going to love? Uh, maybe it's a creative widget. Maybe it's a mobile app. Maybe it's a cool marketing campaign where you take iPhones and you throw them into blenders and you know, spew them out. Um, so it all depends on um, 
I think that's a good thing. I think it's a good thing to come, go to marketers and say, forget about SEO. Tell me what you think is great for our users. Okay. So you've persuaded um, an SEO. They need to be thinking a little bit more out of the box in terms of thinking. They're probably wrapped up in their creating two or 300 or 400 word articles just to support their keyword phrases that they want to rank for. And they actually need to be a bit more creative, create content that's just incredible and different and um, not anything that's out there at the moment, but they're struggling for time a little bit. So what is something that SEOs are doing at the moment that they need to stop doing in order to spend more time doing what you suggest? Yeah, so that's the hard part. You have your, you're in your SEO daily routine. You, have, you do your SEO audits every day, every month or week, or whatever. You're doing SEO reporting every week or every month, and you're producing these reports saying how much you're ranking and how many links you got and so forth. Getting bogged down in the routine kind of takes out the creativity in your in your um in your data in your in your experience and without creativity and thinking about it in a higher level you're not going to go ahead and produce the stuff that google's looking to rank in the future um so that's an issue i mean things like focusing too much on domain authority which is a monument me- metric or looking at different link metrics and focusing too much on how many links i got today where do they come from and stuff like that it's it's really like looking backwards and saying you know i'm so obsessed about just tracking all my links or tracking all my um, title tags and positions and so forth, where Google can make one change tomorrow, or search engines can make one change tomorrow, and links could be, you know, not as important, or, you know, titles could change where they're not using your titles and using your headers and so forth. So a lot of these things where you're like focused on the minutia of all these little things, like how many links that I get in the past two two days and so forth. You know, although it's kind of fun to track and it's very easy to track and it's part of the SEO audit and the reporting that you need to provide for clients, it kind of like takes you away from thinking it on a higher level. Um, and it's, that's that's the probably, probably thing that, you know, step back, think at a higher level, what can I go ahead and produce and not waste your time maybe focusing on small some of the smaller SEO metrics like DA and different metrics like maybe Majestic has and so forth. I mean, some SEOs certainly traditionally have been quite conservative with a small C. They've been quite focused just on technical aspects of SEO and are possibly more passionate about that. Do you think there will be still room for people like that in the future? Yeah, 100%. I mean, you have sites like massive sites that do this really well, like um, Amazon and different types of sites that do a lot of really great things, even Apple. But the bottom line is you have to, you can always tweak out more. You can always tweak out a little more when you have a technical SEO or, you know, thinking about how search engines are able to see this, you know, at the same time, you know, you might have somebody building this really crazy, amazing stuff that users love. uh, But you have like six different domains with the same exact solution and there's duplicate content all over the place. And you're, you're kind of like confusing search engines and users where they need to go to get the same thing. Um, and a lot of that SEO stuff is just common sense. It's about making sure you're consistent. You have everything in one domain name, one brand. Um, and sometimes you can lose that focus if you don't hire the right smart SEO company or SEO or even even like general marketer who just understands this stuff. Right. Okay. And uh, just one final thought. Um, if you are doing a one-off incredible creative project like burning iPhones or, or whatever you want to do, is it best to do it on your core domain name? And if you're doing some kind of special domain name to actually just redirect it to that, um, to actually drive authority towards your main domain name? Yeah, I would keep everything on your brand, on your domain name. Your domain name is your brand. I would keep everything on your on your brand, yeah. your domain name. You could maybe make a subdomain if you think that's applicable for this specific type of thing, but I wouldn't publish it on like uh, Facebook. Um, they had an outage <laughs> the other day. 
for six hours. I wouldn't publish it on, on, on somebody else's thing. You could share it there, but I wouldn't make it live in those areas. So you want to control it for the rest of your life. Great thoughts. Well, you can find Barry Schwartz over at rustybrick.com. Barry, thanks for being part of SEO in 2022. Thank you for having me. Check out the rest of the content from SEO in 2022 over at seoin2022.com. <laughs>